Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Gentlemen, happy Tuesday, Jay. Merry Tuesday indeed. How is your Tuesday, Timothy? Oh, very, very Tuesday-ish in a kind of between Monday and Wednesday kind of way. <laughs> that is superb. Like only a Tuesday really can be. Well, yeah. enough of this sexy calendar chat. Let's put our <laughs> metaphorical hands in and let's put on three. One, two, three. Pod. Oh. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. This is our special midweek international edition, which is a little bit more midweeky than normal and definitely more internationally. I'm here with Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, G. And of course, there is Tim. Hello, Timothy. Hello from the Egg Chasers TMO shipping container. Excellent. All aboard then. Uh, Now, why don't we just get straight into the international roundup and I want to bring up one player in particular because I think this could turn into a little bit of a crusade I love this idea but it's all linked to one guy can you guess who this guy might, might be I'll give, you, I'll give you a clue he plays for Worcester and I've spoken at length to Tim about him <laughs> I imagine you're referring to Peak Tail Peak Tail B- yeah Big Ben Tail BBT well funny you should mention BBT because I thought Every time that we have a new Peak Tier moment, because I thought Peak Tier was before he came over to Leinster, from Leinster. <laughs> well, I guess, so Peak Tier could really have been when he won the grand final with the Rabbitohs. Maybe. See, I'd have said Peak Tail originally was when no one had really seen him play. He's got a big reputation and he's in Leinster, but he'll never play for England. Yeah. But then he went on tour with England, so that was Peak Tail. Yeah. And then, but, but he didn't play, so he toured without playing, really. Yeah. And then he did play for England. Yes. And then he scored for England. Yes. And this week, he might actually start for England. It it is a possibility. So with that in mind, I've come up with this. (laughs) Do you like that, Tim? I can't hear that. Let me do it one 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 more time. Have you... Re-engineered the Thomas Waldron diesel horn. Oh, this is so much more. Okay, <laughs> this is so much more. Uh, do you like that, Tim? 
I can't, I can't hear it. You can't, I can't hear, hear it. I can't hear any of the music or any of the sounds. I can only hear your voices. <laughs> no way. Uh, well, you'll, you'll have to listen back to this pod on Wednesday. Oh, I can't to, wait. To enjoy it. All right. So I'll Tomorrow tell... morning, I'll listen. Okay, so what you're hearing now is a big horn. It... Right, this is the horn we're going to use every time a new peak Teo moment is, is achieved. Do you know, like when men strike oil? Yeah. But <laughs> when I was investigating... Horns, <laughs> right, big horn on on so, Google. <laughs> investigating. I was investigating big horns, right? Yeah. Um, wait, no. Is this a not safe for work moment? It may be. Big horns are fine, right? Okay. Wait for it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So it turns out these horns. Or for NHL teams, and every time their team scores, they've got their own set of horns with their own dance music attached to it. I want these for rugby grounds. <laughs> so not only should Pete <laughs> Teo have his own manly horn, but every time a, a team scores now and doesn't go up to the TMO, they should do this. Do you want teams to have different songs, or do you want individual players to have their own trademark songs? I think initially we could have individual teams. So as soon as Solomona dots down again... <laughs> you you were doing pretty much just that when he did top down. I think it's song, brilliant. That song, I see. I can't hear the music you're playing, but I know that song just from that. It's, it's like a little kind of weird game that I'm playing on my own. Kerncraft. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So JB sings ninety two thousand dance hits, and Tim has to guess. So that's what I'm saying. Every every team and every team in the NHL has their own horn, and every year they update it with a horn followed by a new dance tune. Isn't that amazing? It is. Uh, I know that. I think it's the uh, Toronto whatever ice hockey team they have there in Toronto in yep. Canada. Pretty sure I'm right in saying that when they have their horn go off for a goal they have Fratelli's Chelsea dagger or at least they did in recent years other teams have song two by blur there's that yep. Kerncraft one there's yeah, loads right. of them they are they're yeah. amazing do you think it's a little bit gimmicky perhaps no not gimmicky enough of anything <laughs> maybe that's because you're Welsh and you're I like DJ like, Spoonie on a Friday night yeah I would like uh, pyrotechnics <laughs> and then ticker tape as well uh, and also you get people on like you know Community payback schemes to pick up all the all the tape afterwards. It, it's win win for everyone. Yeah, and actually, we we saw on Sunday when we went to sale, just their their dot matrix screen that they've got oh! is not a high quality installation. Did, did, have you noticed this, Tim? I have. Yeah. Uh, right. The get loud, get loud. No, no, no. no. <laughs> when they yeah. score a try, three letters T R T R Y. What does the screen say? Goal. Goal! <laughs> the, to the best of my knowledge, there's never been a game of football played on the AJ Bell pitch. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yep. So it's pretty poor. Pretty. Uh, anyway, pre- this is the this is the midweek international podcast. No, it's not. It's the midweek the sale and horn podcast. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on international matters, there was some um, European rugby champions or rugby Euro- European rugby cup. What's it called? European Nations Rugby Championship Cup Shield. Uh, let me let me bring it up. Didn't Georgia absolutely pumped Germany? The 2017 Rugby Europe Championship, the premier rugby competition below the Six Nations. So you are quite correct, Tim. Georgia put 50 points on Germany, beat them 50 points to six. So this 
means it's the result for the game that we're going to, Romania hosting Georgia. It might not be much of a game. Yeah, it's... Oh, it'll be a hell of a game with with a hundred-odd uh, egg chasers out there on a, bit yes. of a, on a bit of a shindig. Yes. With uh, In the VIP section, with the free bar. Of course. What, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we take this a different way? Do you want to talk about the Lions quickly? Go on. Well, I believe there's some development here because we've got we've gone from when the squads were announced for Six Nations, got through the European Cup games, and now we've got two weeks worth of um, Six Nations games under our belt. Hard evidence. Now, I have been doing a small project compiling names of all the back only only the backs. I might add because I think they're easier to kind of you know work out, and then seeing who I would predict would be in the Lions team should it be picked tomorrow with the squad. Okay. So, okay. So, rattle through it. Me and Phil will see where where we stand and if we agree, disagree. Yeah. So, fullback, Hog, Halfpenny. I would pro- I would personally put Brown ahead of Halfpenny, but I think there's other players that could play fullback that I would rather play fullback than Halfpenny. I, d- I I don't rate him as a Lions starter or squad squad member as it stands. Okay. Yes. Three wings: Williams, Daly, Seymour. What is it? is this? Is this only based on the Six Nations, or is this based on it's Six Nations and performances before that? P- performances before, but also incorporating Six Nations information, if you like. So, what <laughs> I've seen from the Six Nations, because I would probably want one or both of Watson and Noel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Williams Seymour. Oh, actually, I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump back one to fullback. Based on what we've seen in the Six Nations, I thought Rob Carney was outstanding in the last game. Yeah. He was. And he was really good against Scotland, so, I, so I'd put him in, and I would go Williams, Seymour, and may, probably Noel. Probably Noel on the street. Williams, today. Seymour, and Noel. So you wouldn't go with Daly? Uh, I'd, probably, well, I'd probably put... I'd have him in my squad. I'd probably put him in that Bolter category. Okay. So I would have him in my squad, but yeah, because he's such a... Yeah. Now, just to make things easier, I've only picked players in the positions that they are playing for their national teams. Okay. okay. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. So, for centres, it's Henshaw, Williams, Farrell, JJ. Okay. JJ, I don't think, is playing well enough currently. But he's he's got some form and some got, history. He's got, he's got credit in the bank. Well, here's the thing. Get rid of JJ, replace him with someone else, okay? Whoever you want. Daily. 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 Well, or Hugh Jones, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. The reason he's in there as well is because Henshaw... Williams and Farrell are all really 12s. Uh, Henshaw can play 13. He's done it for Connor mm. a number of times. He can play 13 or 15. 10s, Russell and Sexton. Farrell. Well, if Farrell's a centre. Farrell, this Sexton. is where we all start to get a bit confused. Yeah, th- th- this makes it tricky, because where do you yeah. define Farrell? So if you're saying Farrell is in as a centre, I'm OK with that. 10, ten is tricky, because Ford hasn't been kicking, which is a, a must for me. Yeah. But Russell hasn't been kicking really because Laidlaw was kicking, and when he has kicked, he's missed a, po- a kick under the sticks. Uh, but Bigger equally hasn't been kicking, uh, and Sexton hasn't played a single game. So from all of that, I guess you're gonna have to go for Paddy Jackson. Well, that's the thing. I mean, so when I say it's involving Six Nations <laughs> data or what you see in the Six Nations, not data as Phil describes boring old data. But data uh, is not boring, JP. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, has anyone has anyone played so far? So much better than Sexton that you take him above Sexton. No, so you're basically no. playing to be Sexton's understudy, right? Yes. Well, you're playing to play, get there instead of Sexton, not to be his understudy. No, I, th- I, well, I, I think Farrell will be starting ten. You think New Zealand? 
I, I would also have Farrell as my starting ten. Scumorphs, Murray and Webb. Now you can pick another yeah. one here as well. Uh, which is difficult because Youngs hasn't been playing well and Laidlaw is now... Just leave, just leave it with that. Badly injured. So yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. And uh, who are your wild cards? North, Zebo, and Tail. Tail is a wild card. Mm. He he does offer. So if you're going to have um, someone like Henshaw, who can be quite direct, he does offer that. He probably offers something different to just about anyone else. Yeah. I, I'd actually like to throw uh, one of the Scottish centres in. Either Hugh Jones or Dun- yeah. Dunbar, I, I like as a, a big, strong 12 who can also handle. I'd probably have Jones ahead of Teo. Would but, you? I mean, again, using six, just watching Six Nations, do you think Jones played better than Teo against Wales? Well, we've only seen a cumulative total of about 16 minutes of Ben Teo. Wait, wait, did you... <laughs> Peak Teo. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll play that so much if he... If he goes on the Lions. <laughs> this is just remarkable. My, my mind is blowing. Somehow, I've just got this funny feeling JB's going to be sat there going, hear me now, believe me later. Ben Tio's a Lions. <laughs> hey, enough. if he's good enough, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get on the bandwagon all day long. He's got his own horn. <laughs> this is your, just, you're, you're like Donald Trump in, your, in the way you just shift. You're a shapeshifter. Donald Trump with a horn. <laughs> that is... Not annoying, is it? It's very annoying. Yeah, so there you go. That is that's just about the highest compliment you can pay JB, I think. <laughs> in, in his in his head. Yeah, so very good. Very good indeed. Um shall we go through some games and gents? Yes, that sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, so there's there's three matches this weekend, and I, I've just got a, a, a different method to kind of approach each of them. So England-Italy, I don't think we need to spend a great deal of time on, other than maybe let's try and not necessarily anticipate what Eddie Jones will do, but ask what we want him to do. Okay. Okay. In terms of selection. So what, because it, Italy just, they're just not worth really talking about. Agreed. Okay, so what are you wanting to see from England? Who are you wanting to see from England? A, a different centre combination, because I think, as we just touched on, Jonathan Joseph hasn't played particularly well. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything glaringly wrong either. No. And um, and George Ford, I mean, he's, he was good against Wales, but I'd just like to see Farrell with the 10 shirt and BBT mm-hmm. take it to another level of peak T.O. perhaps. And Elliot Daly maybe... BBT, Peak T.O. and then uh, Elliot Daly at 13. Uh, I'm a little bit conflicted. I, I probably wouldn't do that. I Part of me want, really wants to see T.O. start at 12, and part of me really likes the impact. So Jones calls his, yes. Jones has been calling his bench the finishers, and I, I have enjoyed the impact that they have made. So do you th- I, the, the T.O. position I'm a bit conflicted on. Actually, I would in this game, I actually want to see Elliot Daly at 15. Mm-hmm. Daily Noel May as my as my. He back doesn't three. really play 15 wasps, though, does he? He did a bit at the start of his career, but he's he's not really played wing for wasps. Yeah, no. he's played more 15 than wing. Yeah, yeah, mm? definitely. Is that, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I'm pretty happy with him on the, on the wing. Um, I, I'm also happy with him on the wing. Very but. fast, good good finisher. You know, fullback's fine, but I think there, there are other options there. Interesting on Ben Tail. I tend to feel a little bit like you, Phil, that you leave him on the bench, actually, for that finishing, that, for that impact. 
Yeah, because possibly. It is scary when you know Jamie J- Jamie George comes on and Tia and you know all the other cohort. Having said that, have you have you boys ever heard of how they managed to get two pilots into a rocket to uh, do space ex- exploration? <laughs> Is this the the logistics of getting them through the hole? Did they oil them up and no, no. How, slide them in there? How they manage their ego? Uh, no. Well, I wonder if there's a thing going on here. I wonder if he's labelled them finishers because no one wants to be on the bench. So yeah, oh yeah, there is a, there is an element of that. Yeah, definitely. So when they were flying rockets for the first time, they got all the best pilots from the air force, and no one wanted to be the co-pilot. So they simply renamed co-pilot captain. <laughs> so I wonder if there's a kind of a bit of that going on here. Uh, Possibly. Uh, you, you you just touched on the other, and uh, probably more than anything in the back line, the one thing that I, I want to see changed. Yes. Um, Hartley, you couldn't call him an impact off the bench. Mm. So if it wasn't for the captaincy, it would be Jamie George to start and Tommy Taylor or Luke Cowan Dickey or do you know what? anyone, I, really. You say he doesn't make an impact. He made hell of an impact against Leinster. What by <laughs> being on yeah. being on for six minutes? Hey, well, that's and then a red card. Exactly. So you know, <laughs> I think you're writing off a bit too quick there, mate. That's like a Mortal Kombat style finisher. <laughs> rather than yeah. finish him. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so uh, just please, please, just pick Jamie George to start. Let's see what he can do for for an hour. Um, rather than twenty minutes, and and then that that balance in the back row. There's there's, there's room to tinker there. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure exactly what changes I would make with the personnel available. Yeah. I, I would be tempted if if Wood and Haskell are both fit to start the two of them. Wood maybe Haskell de- definitely. Um, and move Itoji into the second row, probably alongside Launchbury, and then Laws as the impact. Do you think? Uh, would you like to see Itoji having a rest a little bit? Because yes, we know he's great. Um, he's been playing six quite a lot. I'd like to have a look at some more different combinations not well, involving a Todd Launch be played very well, but Laws has been outstanding. Exactly. They, they've, bo- they've both been outstanding, to be fair. Oh, yeah, there is even an argument you say, well, drop a Todd to the bench as a, and have him as a finisher. Yeah, because he hasn't actually been playing that well for him. No, uh, albeit he is playing in a different position. Yeah. So maybe a Todd is the one that gets left out, or he just goes all guns blazing as usual, racks up the wind, goes home. Now, the other one... Well, there's two other ones that I want to talk about. Scrum half. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I know, JB, you want to bring Ben Spencer in. Yes, absolutely. Um, would you start care over uh, Young's? What's the point? Yes, I would. Faster ball. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know the, the actual point. <laughs> oh, right, like, so, no, so... <laughs> I mean, I know the difference between the two scrum halves. Okay. But if you know exactly what both of them bring and you've decided to play a certain way... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Then you're going to stick with that guy. It's not like you're bringing on Danny Kerr to see what he can do. That's my, that's my point. Do you think Ben Youngs has played particularly well the last two games? No, no, no. Do you think he deserves to retain his place? It's, yeah, it's not, it's not... Do you see what I mean? I, 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 I understand your point, but do you think there is any reason why you should stick with Ben Youngs? So you, you know you know what you're going to get from K, you know what you're going to get from... Well, Youngs, I think, is a little bit more inconsistent. You yeah, could get uh, world uh, this is all. This or... is all about Scotland into Ireland. This is all yeah. this game is about. Yeah. Uh, I just... Yeah. I think it's fine to swap them, but I don't think it necessarily warrants an experiment. Does that make sense? Oh no, it's I, not an experiment. I don't it's, think it's, uh, it's yeah. uh, let's give give the shit to Danny Kerr because Ben Youngs yeah. hasn't mm. performed. Yeah. So, or you use the Italy game to give Ben Young some form because he was so influential Poss- during, during the autumns. Well, that is the other option. With same with the back row, you give Itoji another game and an easier game to bed him more, and then the other one is Mako's back. Does Mako start or is Mako a finisher? He can do either. He can cut. Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't yeah. really matter. To be fair, I, I love the idea of the finishers. I, I, you know, I think it's a great idea. It sounds it's... like it sounds like the next Marvel franchise, doesn't it? <laughs> the finishers. <laughs> In fact, if anyone's going to vote, uh, like um, complete toffee. For instance, Jamie George and a couple of others in like some sort of Marvel get-up. <laughs> I know. I, I like. I think I know the man. Yeah, the man who can do that. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, so I think we've talked enough about that game because it yes, is it should be it should be fairly routine mm. for England. Yeah. And most of what we've talked about will be kind of out of date and redundant once Eddie Jones picks his team. Correct. The other games are particularly interesting, I think. So first of all, two two twenty five on Saturday, Scotland host Wales. Now Jay, as a Welshman. Well, I'm a North Walian, actually. Okay, as a North Walian. As a North Walian, okay. Who sometimes sometimes wants Wales to win. Mostly wants uh, Wales I, to win. I, I prefer them where possible to do well. Okay. How are you feeling about Wales' chances in this game? Well, okay, so if I look at the two teams that played Scotland versus Italy and... Sorry, Scotland versus France and Wales versus England, I think that Wales probably played the better of the two better of the two teams I also think to play the way the Wales did against England is probably a little bit too mentally draining I mean they put everything into that game now they win it I think they kick on a I think huge they, lift yeah, yeah I think they kick on maybe to potential Grand Slam winners well of course they're potential Grand Slam winners because they're being beaten but they didn't and they expended a lot a lot of energy and I'm not sure they're going to have enough going to Murrayfield against that attack to beat them I kind of feel similar to that if Scotland were a full strength side now we sometimes talk about the kind of the consistency in key positions and the key position well, for consistency the key positions we often talk about is the 8-9-10 balance mm-hmm. and you keep consistency across those three and it's a very positive thing 
Scotland have lost two out of those three. They've lost Strauss Strauss. and Laidlaw, yeah. Yeah, Strauss, is, Strauss and Laidlaw are both out for the whole Six Nations. So that Strauss is, is out for the whole Six Nations? Yeah. Is this kidneys or something? Because apparently he had no, to go beard. to... Ho- it's his beard. No. <laughs> what happened to it? Shaving accident. Jesus Christ, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that is massive. I think that is absolutely huge. And that, in, in my mind, tips the balance more in favour of Wales. Yeah, well, I'm not sure Laidlaw's that, that massive. Uh, well, he's kicking his leadership and his control, his experience. I, th- I, do, I think it is. Yeah, maybe. I look at the back line and I think Wales, Williams, Webb um, get into a, a combined side. Uh, and then it's the two Scottish centres, the two of the Scottish back three and the Scottish fly half I would pick out of the two. So... That that kind of, I would you would sort of look at that and think, well, Scotland have got a clear advantage in the back line, and they do. But the Welsh back row were outstanding against England and really made it difficult. And I think um, Scotland are not going to have a strong platform, despite the grey twins of brothers in the middle. They're not going to have a good platform, and um, they got pumped up front against France. And I think that's going to. Yeah. I think they're going to struggle. Uh, I'm not entirely as confident as you that you know. It's as simple as saying the Scottish 10 is better, the Scottish centres are better. Uh, it depends what you want to do. I think, well, Finn, well, I, I think Finn Russell... I guess Scot- I, was, I was illustrating that Scotland do have an advantage out wide, but they're not going to get enough good ball. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, I, uh, I don't think the, the gulf is massive out wide, but yeah, I think that is the issue. The, the but there again, I mean, if you want to... Maybe as you know, carriers and uh, that kind of thing, Scotland aren't you know, that well endowed, but... In terms of stealing the ball and slowing down breakdowns, they—I mean—they—they they can put out three sevens, no problem. And sometimes they actually do that. Yeah. So the breakdown battle between them, that, Tipperick. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Um, uh, of course, Warburton. That, yeah, that exa- exa- exactly. Yeah. So they're very evenly matched. Hello. Sorry, I just had a uh, TMO decision to make. <laughs> it was a uh, no try. Good. No. Good. Right decision, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly evenly matched. The Welsh front row aren't much. The Scottish front row aren't much. Correct. Um, Without WP now, you're right. Yeah. Crikey. They are so They're good around the park. They're good good around the park. Let's give them credit for that, but set piece. Yeah. Uh, Um, So, uh, question then. Who starts for the Welsh back row? Because the Welsh back row was outstanding uh, against England. You but but Falatau comes in. Everyone right? talks about this Welsh front uh, back back row as if they are they're, they're very good, right? I think the individuals involved are very good. It's a strange thing. To say. I don't think they have the right balance. Well, there's no so, perfect three, is there? They don't well, I, do everything. I think you can get the right balance, but obviously it means four into three. And I think the right balance is probably, or the best balance is probably Falatau Moriarty at six with Warburton or Tips at seven. Yeah. I, that, that feels like the best balanced. I mean, they all do different things, don't, don't they? In fact, no one in Six Nations has the skills that Tipperick has. Yeah. And on his day, Warburton, round the breakdown, is as good, if not... No, he is better than, than anyone in the Six Nations or, um, on, on his, his day. day. Yeah. Then you've got this destructive power of, of Moriarty, and then you've got to find a place for Falatau. So, so what would, it what just would you doesn't do? work. Um, You're Rob Howley. <sighs> nice hair, no, no, nice hair, by the way. Yeah. Rob Howley, you get on the phone and say, Warren, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Dear Warren. <laughs> Uh, what does it, what does Rob Howley do? No, okay. Uh, what a hard job. I, the answer is I'm not paid enough to know. <laughs> um, you would say 
if Wales want to do this open, expansive game, which everyone you know goes on about, then yeah, you've got to pick Tipperick. Yeah. But the other three are so important. Yeah. Uh, do you know what Falatel uh, uh, misses out? Wow. Are you call him a fi- finisher, please. Yeah, sorry, a finisher. <laughs> he was the least impact off off the bench. Probably Warburton. And then I'd say Moriarty. Yeah. Because so Moriarty is brilliant and destructive. I feel this is defence is certainly the more destructive side than his running game. So those two probably have to start, and then it, you just naturally pick Falatau. Falatau. Yeah, because yeah, if it's a toss up between Falatau and Tipperick, Falatau. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And it's, a, it's only a matter of time before Falatau is full firing and the number eight choice, and then you're back to picking between Tipperick or Warburton yeah. or Moriarty as the three, yeah. two from three flankers. Is Falatau yes. the biggest threat to Nathan? Uh, not Nathan, he's Billy Vanapola. For the starting berth of the Six Nations. Or was that standard? The way he played against New Zealand in New Zealand in the summer, oh man, he was immense. Yeah, he was. So, yes. Yes is the answer. Stander as well. Stander? Bloody hell. I, I, would, probably, be... I would probably accommodate Stander at six, in all honesty, but... but what, yeah. what about the world of sixes, which have to be included? Well, we've got very few actual sixes playing six. Mm, we had a Todgy and Warburton. Hmm. Anyway, it just shows the strength. This, I think, this line squad is going to be one of the a, a generational great. So, oh, oh, hello. So, Sorry, <laughs> someone's finally just put up a video of uh, um, uh, Jonathan Davis doing the computer from the England Wales game. Um, for that <laughs> try, which uh, brings me joy. Sorry, I accidentally clicked on it. Uh, cock on the block time. Who wins this game? Scotland Wales. Wales. For me, Wales by a score. Wow. By by three to five points. Do you think it's going to be Wales by a, a bigger kick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wales by a kick. Where, yeah. By bigger. Do you think it's going to be one of those bigger inspired? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going into that much detail. I think it You're is. You're fantasising about this, aren't you? But it's, it's amazing when it happens. The guy has got less physical gifts than all the others, and yet he just produces... <laughs> Okay. Ice runs through his veins. Okay. I want to see if he's toned down his kick celebration, or if it's still the big arena. So I, I hope I hope it is a by a bigger <laughs> kick. If it's going to be a, a kick that wins it for Wales, In that, yeah. Hmm. So at least I can see what that's looking like at the minute. <laughs> that's right, 20, yeah. 2017 big arena. Exactly. Right. Final game, and this I think yes. will be fascinating. Ireland, mm. Ireland host France. So we've got to assume, haven't we, that France will be doing a lot of good work this week. This is the first Six Nations they've ever had where the French teams don't make their French players report back. Yes. Which is massive. In, so in, Guy, in Guy has had unfettered access to his players and probably more importantly, the players have not been put through the meat grinder of the top 14. Exactly. Now the question is, what would a French coach do with French <laughs> players for a whole week? Do they have pâté and cheese uh, and watch... Uh, I know, silent cinema and paint pictures. Black coffee and cigarettes Cigarette. in a yeah. cafe. Yeah. Yes. Or uh, are they training? And it's unclear which they're doing. It, the, I imagine there'll be a good balance. You got to, as the French say, it's um, uh, Gavin Mortimer said the French treat rugby like an art form, exactly, rather than the British and uh, English speaking world who see it more as a, a science. Uh, so there's probably a good healthy mix of two, the two. There has been progress in the French game. I think last year the France would have lost that same game against Scotland. Yeah. But did they have enough to beat Ireland? Because that's a hell of a team. Ireland in Ireland. Yeah. 
No, no, they don't. Is is my answer? So, I think they 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 have enough potential, but I don't think they have the the team structure yet. So when they when yes. they, the game against England, they did some phenomenal things. There was some f- some phenomenal bits of individual brilliance, mostly pick em alls in the back three. Yes, um, yeah, <laughs> King Louis. But you you didn't see the consistent cohesive structure. And against Scotland, they kind of bludgeoned their way through with that enormous pack and injured everyone that Scotland had. So eventually they won. But there was no, there was no cohesive brilliance again. Um, whereas Ireland have some, they do have some individual brilliance, but they have that cohesive exactly. team. Exactly, they are. And both. They, they are set as a team and playing in in a. A strategy, they have a strategy and a game plan. So, Do what I think is going to be the most... And they, oh, will, they, they, will, they will nullify the biggest threat which France posed to Scotland. They will nullify that set-piece game. I mean, France yes. are still massive, and it will be a, a massive physical test for Ireland, but they are much more able to cope with it. Well, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that, Tim, because this is going to be the most interesting part of the entire game. Ireland had it all their own way against Italy, and let's be honest... Front row, front row wise, everyone's had it their own way against Scotland, right? Yeah. So, is this vaunted Irish front row, who everyone thinks pretty much is going to provide the two starting props for the Lions, or are they going to be, or at least two two tourists? They're, yeah, they'll, they'll probably provide uh, two match days, two, two two match day squad props. Yeah. Yes, and probably provide three or four or five tourists. Well, this is going to be an incredible test for them. Yeah. Because if, if they can stand up to it, well, they're, get, I mean, they're pretty much on the plane because you will not get a bigger test than this. So do you think they will, importantly? I think Ireland will win. Oh, it'll, I'm, less con- I'm less convinced that the front row will fare as well as they need to to be automatically selected onto the plane. Tim? Yes. I think I think Ireland will win. I think it the, the cohesion, as you've talked about, the the back row uh, will assert themselves for Ireland. It's interesting that the players that they've already released from the squad, likes of Van der Fleer, are surplus to requirements at this stage. So that, that guys like that aren't going to be picked. That, that just shows the strength in depth they've got. Cool. They'll they'll win via the front row, back row, and I think one big change for Ireland that they've had. Um, that they haven't been able to say in years gone by is when Johnny Sexton's not about, Paddy Jackson is looking the part. Exactly. Yeah, well said, well said. But Sexton is in the initial squad. Is he's, he? he's not yep. yet been cut from the squad, so we'll see on that. What happens when Paddy Jackson goes down, or if he goes down? Who is the next guy up? Uh, Carberry. Carberry has been released from the squad as well. I thought Cobb oh, was injured. Keat- Keatley uh, was on the bench for certainly the first game. I assume the second game as well. They're going right into the depth uh, into their depth chart here for one of a better word. Yeah, Ian Keatley's still retained in the squad, and yeah. uh, Joey Carberry has been released, released from the squad. Right. Uh, what do you think it take for Madigan to come back? Uh, and do you <laughs> think Ronan O'Gara is ahead of Madigan in the pecking order? <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a coin toss. <laughs> it'll be whoever Eric, to, Eric Elwood. He, get him back. <laughs> they'll, they'll do it like um, some kind of race. So it'll be like a Top Gear tour thing. Exactly. They'll, they'll both get a phone call at the same time, and you have to get from France to Dublin, and whoever gets to Joe Smith. First gets the ten shirt. Perfect. I'm, I'm very much into that. <laughs> Love it. We're all. So are we all saying Ireland? Yeah, Ireland. Ireland by ten. Score points. 
tempo. I think there's a couple of there's a couple of I, th- I think the the Irish wingers will be an interesting selection uh, and and the guys because I didn't think I thought Tommy Bow got brought in just because of what he's done in the past and he didn't he didn't look that great. Maybe maybe he, he had a solid game this weekend. I, I'm with you, but on this, which is I struggle to believe that Bow and Earls are the two best wingers in Ireland. Uh, well, Zebo, but then so is Carney injured? Rob's in the squad. Luke Marshall's in the squad. Andrew Trimble, Simon Zebo, Tommy Bow. So yeah, be interesting to see what the selection is. But very much so because because that, that Adam, Adam Byrne is it? It's knocking on the door. Yeah, he's well. a hell of a player. See, uh, the Ireland team because it's so mature. I don't mean the age of its players, as in like how they've developed as a, as a squad. I don't think they necessarily pick the best fifteen players. So an individual player. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So Adam Byrne is, in my mind, probably the most talented winger that they have. But is he the best for the team? Is, is, does he make him the best 15? And I think that's why you've still got Tommy Bow in there, because he understands everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I just one name I want to mention that's in the squad, like Altan Delan has uh, been left out, and Quinn Rue of Connacht. Nice. Ah. Is is in is in the squad. Um, um now Quinn Rue, that is the base sauce, isn't it, for uh for pasta dishes. Yes. Thought thought as much. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I I'm pretty sure we've covered off everything now, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Oh actually, oh, <laughs> one last thing. Okay. Quick, who am I? Okay. Uh my mum is English. Kennedy. Huh? No, she's she an author. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, go on. I Peak Tio. Oh, I know, I know. Too late, Tim. That's exactly right. Peak Peak Tail. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thank you very Good much, work. JB. See, see you next week, everyone. Bye. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 